Section 9 of the National Geographic Magazine, Volume 9, May 1898. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reception to Captain Charles D. Sigsby, USN, by John Hyde. Not only has the name of Captain Charles D. Sigsby become a household word throughout the length and breadth of the United States as that of the gallant commander of the ill-fated battleship Maine, but Captain Sigsby himself, by the admirable self-restraint and judicial temper which he displayed in the most trying of all conceivable circumstances, has won golden opinions from all sorts of people. In addition, however, to being a brave officer, a true patriot, and a just man, he has distinguished himself, as shown in the preceding article, by his valuable contributions to hydrographic science, so much so, indeed, that his position in the scientific circles of the national capital is as well recognized and assured as his standing as a naval officer. It was eminently fitting, therefore, that the National Geographic Society, of which Captain Sigsby has long been an active member, should take advantage of his recent return to Washington to do him honor. Immediately on his arrival, the following letter was addressed to him by President Alexander Graham Bell. Washington, D.C., March 30, 1898. Captain Charles D. Sigsby, USN, Washington, D.C. My dear sir, you have earned the gratitude of America by your noble conduct in a great and terrible emergency, when your prompt, energetic, and wise action held in check the popular excitement which threatened to precipitate war between friendly nations. The citizens of Washington are, one and all, anxious to greet the brave commander of the Maine. Your fellow members of the National Geographic Society especially, to whom you have so long been known as a scientific hydrographer, desire to grasp you by the hand and welcome you back to the city once more. On behalf of the National Geographic Society, allow me to tender you a reception to be held in the parlors of the Arlington Hotel on Saturday evening, April 2nd, from 9 to 11 o'clock. I am, my dear sir, yours respectfully, Alexander Graham Bell, President, National Geographic Society. To this invitation, Captain Sigsby responded as follows. Washington, D.C., March 30, 1898. Professor Alexander Graham Bell, President, National Geographic Society, Washington, D.C. My dear sir, in acknowledging the receipt of your letter today, wherein the members of the National Geographic Society tender me a reception on Saturday to meet my associates of the Society, as well as other residents of Washington, I beg to thank you sincerely for the kind sentiments which you express. The honor which the Society proposes for me, I accept most gratefully, not alone for the good will towards myself, but also because the occasion will reflect honor on those who served with me on board the main at Havana. To come out of so great a disaster with honor, and to have the fact confirmed in so positive a manner is a satisfaction that lies nearest the heart of every survivor of the main. With full appreciation of your offer, which please express to the society, 
I am, yours most sincerely and most respectfully, C.D. Sigsby, Captain, U.S. Navy. Three days later, namely on the evening of Saturday, April 2nd, the parlors of the Arlington Hotel were crowded with one of the most brilliant and distinguished assemblages ever brought together in the national capital. The President of the United States, the Vice President, and Mrs. Hobart, and an exceptionally large gathering of statesmen, diplomatists, scientists, military and naval officers of high rank, and other distinguished persons to the number of 1,600, uniting to do honor to the Society's guest to whom each of them was presented by President Bell. Rarely has a purely scientific society performed a function so entirely en rapport with public sentiment, and been so truly national in any of its doings. Everything conspired to give a national character to the occasion. In addition to the attendance of the chief magistrate of the nation, and of a gathering in which few states of the Union and few departments of the national life were not specially represented, a guard of honor was furnished by the U.S. Marine Corps, whose band, stationed in the ballroom, performed a selection of patriotic music, under special orders from the Secretary of the Navy, while the brilliant salons set apart for the occasion were decorated with the handsomest national flags and emblems the resources of the government could furnish. End of section 9